are you guys doing? So, um, as we did in the book of Ephesians, we know that we are holy, we are righteous, and we are saints. So, I like doing this. We've got to get used to this. Turn to the person next to you and just go, sub saint. Sub saint. There we go. And to all our guys online, it's good to have you guys here as well. It is amazing. You guys are totally missing out of being in person. Everybody is epic. Um, I, I was looking at a whole lot of people that walked into church this morning, and everybody was like, there was a lot of people wearing shorts. And I was like, I was contemplating this idea of actually wearing, preaching in shorts. And then I realized there's a reason I wear long pants. I don't have the legs that would warrant online viewing uh, with shorts. <laughs> you know, babes, you, you, well done. You made up for it. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Guys, so it is Christmas season. Yay. I've never been so hot in my life. Um, I was a white guy when I got here. Uh, yesterday I tanned. We just washed the dogs undercover and I burned people. It is so bad. It was so crazy. But nevertheless, it's Christmas. Uh, we don't have, you know, um, I've said this before. So the, who's never heard me preach over Christmas, I've always dreamt of having a white Christmas. And so I married my wife and her family came to visit over Christmas. I'm having a white Christmas, guys, uh, in your face. So <laughs> I am having a white Christmas. So we've been, we've been chatting about Christmas over these past um, couple of weeks, um, you know, getting into the spirit, the mode of Christmas. Last week we chatted about, you know, we're just throwing, can we be like real family? Can we just be real? How many of you guys watched any Christmas movies this week? No, no, there is something absolutely right with you guys. I mean, Netflix has been broken. All we watch is like these Christmas stories, and apparently we watch them every year. So last week we spoke about movies, and um, I think we should do this. We should put up a post on Facebook. And what we're going to do is we're going to just put there. So guys, recommendations for Christmas movies. Hey, and I know all the ladies are going Princess Diaries and stuff like that. And the guys are going to go 300 Lord of the Rings. You know, um, I, I don't know. People just, like I said last week, uh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I don't know. If you guys didn't go and watch it, go and watch it. Because it happens over the Christmas period. And they die hard. I mean, come on. It's, it's really cool. So, I mean, like, and that's what we should do. Over the next couple of days, we're going to post up stuff. Tell us what's your favorite Christmas song. Please not Mariah Carey. You know, find, find a Christmas song, we're going to put it up online, and let's create a playlist. I want to know what you like about Christmas. And then we'll go, um, what do you want for Christmas? Okay, so if you want to tell your partner indirectly what you want for Christmas, you know, put it up on that post. You know, it's like, I, I've been praying, fasting, seeking God, and He says I should ask for this gift. <laughs> you know, we should do that. And so we'll, we'll just run through that. And uh, we're starting a new series. Um, we, we, like Ali said, we just ended um, our book of Ephesians where it was reminding us about who we, sh who we are and how we should live. Okay, I I've discovered that I shouldn't live just eating pancakes. That, that's what my wife made us yesterday. We, we had nothing healthy yesterday. <laughs> Only thing healthy we had was water, and we didn't even drink that. We, we used it to wash the dogs. I mean, that was the closest I got to being healthy yesterday. So Christmas, please pray for me. Christmas is going to be a really one of those seasons. Uh, I think she's, she's fattening me up for something. I have no idea. 
But yeah, so we, we, we're starting a new series today, and the new series uh, we are looking at is called um, The Hope of Christmas. And what we're going to do is we're not going to make anything fancy. We're not going to try. We're just going to, coming out of our last series, I just felt God tell me we just need to be reminded about the season, which is Christmas. Okay? Uh, I know we've got traditions, we've got likes, we've got stuff that we want, but we just need to be reminded that Christmas is all about hope. And um, so today, that is what we're going to do. We're going to remind ourselves today and Christmas Eve, we're just going to remind ourselves about the hope, which is Christmas. So can I ask you quickly to turn with me to the book of John? Um, if you have your Bibles, who comes with a Bible? Not, not to judge anybody else, but if you hold it up, guys, close your eyes. Don't, don't feel guilty. Um, I mean, if you've got it on your smartphone, if you don't, we've got it up on, on, on screen as well. We're going to be in John. Uh, we're going to be reading from the NIV today. And um, from chapter 1, verse 1, this is what it says. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I want you guys to just think about that. In the beginning, before everything, was the Word. Jesus was there before it all started. He was with God, and here it shows us that He is God. Just let that sink in for a minute. He is God. From the beginning, nothing's changed. And as we go through this series, we're going to see that a God that created everything stepped down into His creation to meet with His created, to restore us, God the Father. And this is what we need to remind ourselves about. Let's carry on. Verse 2. He was with God in the beginning, and through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. That sounds like my daughter. I made that. How many of you guys have that person in your family? You slave away, but then someone else comes in. I did that. Uh, no, don't point fingers. <laughs> you know, we, we don't do marriage counseling anymore. It's like we're taking a break, people. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. We, we still do. Um, so, yo, verse 4. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So today, I just want to take a few minutes as we remind ourselves about the hope of Christmas. I want to talk to you from this heading, light it up. Now, I'm not saying let's quickly escape here, guys. Uh, no, no, we're going to be talking about light. So light it up because I believe in now more than ever, we need to be light. We need to be shining. We need people to see the light of Jesus. So... Today we're talking about light it up. Before we start, can I just pray for us quickly? Lord Jesus, you are amazing. And as we, we step into this new season and we open your word, I pray like I pray every week. Do what only you can do. With your word open, inspire us, change us, equip us, grow us, Father God. We ask this in your name. Amen. Anybody like Christmas lights? Oh, I love Christmas lights. I don't know what it is about Christmas lights, but it is amazing. Um, where we come from, um, uh, back in my hometown, uh, we, behind, in the street behind us, there used to be this house. 
and they decided that this one year, um, we had just had kids, our firstborn, and he was not like even a month old, and they put up lights. And guys, it lit up the whole of Secunda. I, I mean, Secunda was bright because we have a factory there, and it's literally from the Bible, you know, a pillar of cloud by day, and, um, you know, a fire by night, so it always, you know, you always know where you are in Secunda. But this house, I mean, they decked it out. They went all out. They had lights that worked with music. Hey, you know those things that you only see on Instagram. Hey, and, and not only did they have those kind of lights, but then they had a video as well that played every couple of seconds. So what would happen is they were situated on the corner of a street, and the whole of this town and surrounding areas would come, and they parked that street full just so that they could see the lights. And we loved it. Hey? So, and, and, and we had like front row seats because they were, our, they were our back neighbors. So we didn't even have to waste petrol. And then one day, no lights. Christmas, we've got three kids, no lights. They didn't even let us know. They moved. They didn't, they didn't consult us. They didn't even let us know where they moved to. It was the worst Christmas ever. I got socks that year. And when you get socks, you know it's a, it's a, it's a crazy. But now, as you guys know, I love socks. Please don't give me socks. Um, we'll, we'll put on the Facebook group of what, what Milo would really like. So, but um, then they left. And for, I think it was two years, you know, we would ride around Secunda looking for lights. Because, I mean, Secunda's a metropolis. There's so much to do. For those who don't know, Google it. <laughs> Nothing. And um, so, and then all of a sudden, there was this word. People were talking. Hushing under each other. Talking about something amazing not too far in the land, close to us, that there were lights and everybody should go. And so we did. And what happened is this family moved to a bigger house in a, in a better area that wouldn't, you know, keep their neighbors awake because of, you know, there's only so much jingle bells you can do. And they moved to this place that the back of their yard was facing a dam. So, and normally in Secunda it rains in December. So we had to park our car in who knows how far, walk through mud. We didn't care that we lost a child, and we had to fight mosquitoes, but we went to go see lights. And yes, life was good again. <laughs> you see, this is the thing about light. Light attracts people. Like a, a, Christmas, a house with Christmas lights during the day just looks like a normal house, right? Uh, we rode past our house um, in our area here in Cape Town. And Ali goes, oh, look, we should ride past here at night. And when I, when I had a look to the left, I mean, they had like reindeer lights and Christmas tree lights on, on the grass and stuff like that. The only problem with Cape Town is the sun only goes down at like 12 o'clock in the evening. <laughs> so I don't know when we're going to look at lights. Um, but, you know, lights are very attractive. They're attractional. Like m different kind of lights attracts my wife and attracts me. Like, she can spend hours in a lighting shop. How many of you guys have been dragged to a lighting shop? It is bright. But me, I'm attracted to a new car. You know, new cars, um, when they, 
put on their indicators. And it doesn't flicker, but it runs. You're like, ooh, that is amazing. And Ali goes, it's just an indicator. Just an indicator. No. These are things we dreamt of as kids, and yet is in life. So light is attractive. And this is the thing. John writes that Jesus was in the beginning. He was the word. You see, he tells the Christmas story totally different to the other gospels. And he goes, he was the light. The light that stepped down into the darkness. And this light is so attractive. It's attractive to us. Who Have you guys ever seen um, mosquitoes? They move to the brightest thing in the room. Not me. <laughs> light reflects. But light is attractional. And this is what John is writing. In the darkness of everything, the creator of the world, who was light, stepped down into darkness so that he could light a way for us to be restored back to the Father. And some of us actually need a different Christmas story this year. We need to know that this world is covered in darkness. And we're going to get to this in a few. But check this out. The light has come. It's a light that brings hope. Hope doesn't mean everything changes immediately. Hope means it's not going to last. That what I'm going through has an end. That I'm going to get through this. And that is what Jesus did when he came to earth as a kid. He didn't just come into the world to blend in. So as we look at the Christmas story, he's showing us a few things about light. And, and I just want to pick it out from the passage that we read. The first thing that John points out is, is the purity of light. He goes on to say that... Um, Jesus, being the light, is the light of all mankind. Not just for you and me, not just for Christians, because when, when he came, there were no Christians. When he came, everybody was doing what they wanted. They were so tight in rules and regulations, and Jesus came for everybody. I want you to take a minute and think of that family member that you go, there's no hope for. And check this out. Light is hope for that person. For that person you work with. Light is hope for that person. For the one that drives crazy on the N1. You know, all those GP number plates that have just arrived. I don't, <laughs> no, no, no. Light is hope for those people. Jesus didn't just come for a, a, a certain amount of people. He came to be light for all mankind. This is the thing. Like that house with the lights, the Christmas lights, there was no criteria on who could come and watch it, who could enjoy it. It was placed there so that everybody could see it. And that is the light of Jesus. That is the hope of Christmas that everybody can get to enjoy it. Now, what I want to do is I want to talk about the purity of light. John 12, 46 says this, I have come into the world as light so that no one 
who believes in me should stay in darkness. When we think of light, we think of righteousness, goodness, hope, joy, peace. And that is purity of light. God is pure. You see, everything when it comes to light points to Jesus. It even says in the Bible that Satan is the prince of darkness. So they use metaphors to distinguish um, good from evil. They use light and dark, and Jesus is light. He's everything that is good. Uh, my boy, uh, we moved into a new place, and so we decided he will get the first uh, makeover in his room, because he, he had to share his um, room with his brother and sister for years, like literally all his life, he was 12. And, and so as we moved into this new house, we decided we're going to give him a room and we're going to give him a makeover. Man, we went all out. He's got like those blockout curtains and um, he's like a real teenager. Um, do you know where their clothes are? Neither do we. So one day I tell him, you know what, dude, go clean your room. And he goes and cleans his room, but he leaves his curtains closed. And so there's just this little light that peeks in and you look and you go, that's good. But then I realized something just doesn't feel right. And I open his curtain, and dude, in a pile, is everything that he had to pick up in one corner and the dog. I mean, I don't think he even knew the dog was there. He just chucked it all on him. It was like, ah, oh, look, it's clean. It was clean, but there was still a pile. And this is the thing about light. Light reveals, darkness conceals. Light reveals not to make us feel guilty, but to show us where there are areas in our lives, whether it's internal or external, that needs to change. And that light shines through us, cleans it all out, but it also says, come. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you've gone through. It doesn't matter what your history is. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter what you did last night. It doesn't matter what you're thinking. It's pure. In God, there is no darkness. So when he calls you, he goes, come along. Come and enjoy this. Just because we live in a bad world doesn't mean that God isn't good. He is still good. He is the hope that we, we need. So no matter what you have been through, we just have to believe in him and we won't walk in darkness. So that's the first thing. John writes, let's have a look at light. God is the light for all mankind. It's purity of light. No terms and conditions. Anybody can enjoy it. The second thing that I want to talk to, to you is the purpose of life. What is the purpose of light? The purpose of light is so that we can see. Okay? As simple as that. You know, we complicate it. But this is the thing. John tells us that this light shines in the darkness. Uh, I don't know how many of you guys like the scroll, like social media, um, and sit there and scroll for hours. Are there any people that need help like I do? Um, it's normally on the toilet. <laughs> Pass the time away. 
My wife actually sends me messages, are your legs dead yet? <laughs> I don't know. But I've got this issue, I love scrolling. And, and there's this one, um, this one meme, this one theme in, um, on, on social where it says, tell me that you do this without saying it. So, so I want to ask is like, tell me that you're scared of the dark without saying you're scared of the dark. When I was small, you knew Milo was heading to another room because we had this house. It was a very long house. So the, the TV room and the lounge was at the front door and the rooms were at the back end of the yard and it was long. Dude, I think we had to like book flights to get there. And... Um, so whenever my parents sent me to get something in the room, if you stood outside, you knew I was being sent to go and get something when you noticed the lights go on really slowly in every single room. And then it switches off at the speed of light when I come back, like, because I was afraid of the darkness. And here, John writes, is like, this light shines in the darkness we complicate this whole thing of light. It's like, what do we need for this light to captivate me? Nothing. It's just to gaze upon it, to accept it. This is the simple thing about light. It's there to light up the way. God came to remove fear from us, and in the middle of the darkest moments that we have, to bring us hope and to show us that he loves us. It's all about that. It's not about Hail Marys. It's not about what I need to do. It's to know that Jesus stepped down to show us light. Light serves a purpose, not just for us, but in us as well. See, Matthew 5.16 reads this, says this, In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So as we look at it, there's a purity of light. God is good. Jesus steps down into earth and he's like, everybody's invited. Then there's the purpose of light. It's to bring us hope and to equip us. Because that's what it says here in Matthew 5, 16, is that we should shine our light so that others may see. God brought us hope. And you see, this is the thing. The light that he left us isn't a seasonal light. Christmas, uh, what is the recommended time that we have to take down Christmas decorations? I said November the 21st. But, but you see, when it comes to Christmas lights, the beauty of those lights, those things go down after a time period. The light of Jesus has not gone out. It is always there. So it's not a seasonal light. It's not an ESCOM light. It's an always light. It's a light that we get to step into, and it has a purpose to light our way. But as that light shines in us, we shine our light. So as it gives us hope, we show hope to someone else. We spoke in the book of Ephesians that we all have a purpose. And here's our purpose, to shine light. Now, don't go blinding people. You know, we, we, we stand. How many of you guys have kids that love torches? It's like, 
Have you ever seen those, like, those camping torches, those four-way torches? You know, when you, a noob, you know, they put it on, and when you talk to them, they stare at you, like, with that light, boom. And that is what happens. We shouldn't blind them, because then we think we're too righteous, we're too holy. But just remember, Jesus came for all of us, and he places the light in us, not to blind people, but to guide people. So check this out. We received hope so that we can introduce others to hope. Then there's one more thing that John tells us about this light. Let me, let me do this. Everybody got cell phones? Um, Engler, go to that next slide, please. What I'm going to do is I'm going to ask him to switch off all the lights quickly. Um, and all of them. Stage lights, uh, I don't know if that's going to work. Let me switch off iPad light. Um, walking lights. And there we go. We, we can't, uh, you, you had it, you had it, you had it. There we go. All lights are off. Now, in my mind, when, when I did this, we didn't have that issue of the, the light shining in at the back there. But as you guys can see, it's dark. Can I quickly ask you to whip out your cell phones quickly and put on the backlight, your torchlight, and just shine it quickly. Can you guys see me? I can't see anybody. <laughs> but do you see how it lights up everything? Just your small light. But check this thing. Switch off your lights quickly. And uh, I thought I'd... I thought I'd come with a, a really small little light. So that's it. And then John used this illustration that in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, and through Him everything was created. And this is what that light is kind of like. Now you see, darkness is the absence of light. Let's switch it off. Let's switch it on. I can see all of you now. Thank you. You guys can put the lights back on quickly. Should, should I keep this on until, you know, I don't know how many of you are scared. And this is the thing. Both the torch, the lights we have here and on your cell phone, is a human light. And where there is darkness, we switch on lights. And we can see everything. Now imagine the light, which is Jesus stepping into our world that was dark. We have to consider this as we look at this last point when John talks about light. As we need to consider this as we have a look at the Christmas story. We've seen the purity of light, the purpose of light, but then there's the power of light. John writes that darkness has not over taken it, which means darkness hasn't, it won't, and it will not overtake the light. Because no matter what you do, so this light is really powerful, and um, it's very easy to switch on. So if it just rolls around in a, um, like, 
in a box or in the back of your card will switch on immediately. But it has a whole lot of settings. So this is uh, 1,500 lumens. This one over here is 32,000 lumens. It's really hot. And uh, one of my friends had one of these torches in one of his ammo boxes. And it rolled and it switched on and it went to the highest setting. And by the time he got to his destination, it had burnt a hole through the ammo box. You see, that is the power of light. Light has the power, no matter what darkness you find yourself in, to push through it. And we go, but yeah, God's not there. He, he, he cannot help me. This is the thing. If we read and trust and believe in our Bibles, darkness cannot overcome the light. When we are in darkness, all it means is that there is something that has moved between us and the one that brings light. But this is the power of light. Light is not static. Light is constantly moving. They actually measure, light has its own measuring system. They measure stuff in the speed of light, how fast it moves from one point to the other, which means it is actually active. It's not stagnant. We think light is, you know, just a switch on off, but it's just that it moves from one place to the other when a you know, when it shines from a light bulb to our eye, from the sun to our eye, from the stars to our eye. Light is active. So it doesn't matter how dark things get in your life. It doesn't matter what you are facing. Darkness cannot win. And in this season, you know, with everything looking a little bit crazy, our darkness could be loneliness. It could be hurt. It can be sickness, it could be disappointment, it could be loss. But check this out, even in that, that darkness cannot overcome the light. Think about where you are. Think about everything that you have gone through. There might have been other points in our lives where we went, I will never get through this. I don't see the end in sight. But just sit back, remind yourself about this. God has brought you through everything. Look where you are now. Look what you've been through. If you did it then, you can do it now. There is no darkness that is in your life that can overcome the light that stepped into this world. So as we look for hope in Christmas, may we be reminded that the hope is the light that we find in Jesus it's pure. It doesn't come with any terms and conditions. It doesn't say you have to be this clean. It's like, this is who I am. I just want to share something here quickly. You know that when light shines through a prism, it bends, and that is how we see color. And only the purest of lights, when it goes through the prism, can show you the right spectrum of colors. That is what God's light does in us. It shines through us, and it highlights everything that is good. It shows the world who we are. That's the purity of God's light. It has a purpose for us. Your friend is just one encounter 
away from meeting Jesus, from finding hope, and that is through you. For you praying for them, for you sharing God's word with them, for you loving them. That is the purpose of life. And then there's power in this life that no matter what we're facing, there's always hope. Can we pray?